NWP Radio. You're listening to NWP Radio, a production of the National Writing Project. NWP. Welcome, listeners, to this special production of the National Writing Project. We're really excited about this feature series of NWP Radio called The Story of the Poem, where I have the chance to talk to poets about being a poet, the story behind the poem, and a craft feature of the poem. Each episode will end with an opportunity to give it a go. In other words, an invitation from the poet to craft a poem or a few lines or use a technique that the poet has highlighted. We hope these writing invitations will spur you to start or keep on writing after the episode or give you something new to try in your classroom. I am Tanya Baker, Director of National Programs at the National Writing Project. And for each episode, I'll have the honor and the pleasure of welcoming our guests and our listeners to spend a few minutes diving deep into poetry. Today, I'm so excited to introduce poet T.L. Sanders. Poet, AKA a twist, the language artist is a modern day Renaissance man who lives to build minds and loves to bodybuild. Mm -hmm. He speaks French, he plays bass, he's a cage fighting martial artist, he educates. Give him a stage, he articulates, lend him an ear, he motivates. As Paper Birch Landing Art Gallery's 2019 Poet and Resident Recipient, a National Writing Project teacher consultant, a current curriculum director, and a former elementary, middle, and high school English teacher with 16 years of teaching experience, Poet embraces the value of our shared stories. Whether he is public speaking, teaching, writing, or breathing, he has a passion for empowering people. Poet, welcome. Thank you, Tanya. So awesome to be here. We're so excited to have you. Uh, we'd love to start by having you tell us how or why you became a poet. Well, actually, it started with the Summer Institute. Um, I'm a Prairie Lands Writing Project teacher consultant. And um, during our SI, our Summer Institute, I had an opportunity to play with words for six weeks. Um, and I decided to write all poetry, everything we did, no matter what it was, we did writing marathons, poetry. Um, if we had to make a list, poetry, <laughs> everything was poetry. And it, it, it started something, uh, an initiative almost that has not um, ended. It's yeah. just grown and grown and grown. So truly my SI started this party for me. That is my favorite answer of all the posts I've interviewed this month. That's so exciting. Um, you brought a poem to talk to, to share with us today. I believe you are going to talk, share and talk about your poem, This. Yes. Could we start by having you read it for us? Absolutely, absolutely. It goes like this. Arose a whisper into the window awakens to chasten the query, while chasing the quarry, the distance traveled, not by miles, but in minutes. This momentum lessens the limits for siblings living in infinite centuries. July the 16th, Elizabeth Jennings, organist, teacher, worship leader, is one score and four years running on her way to Sunday service for God's sake. 
in this minute, Miss Jennings by faith breaks the color barrier. She Rosa Parks herself on the streetcar next to nascent words whispered into the window, in the fifth row, on the Metro, Montgomery, will you ride with me? This quote grows hope evergreen and persistence climbs high like ivy's flowers tower, ivory towers with one goal, courage to drive initiative. She is time. Her arrival is destined to revive this whisper because time writes wrongs with an editing pencil. Thus time writes songs and poems and performs symphonic similes similar to tunes of jazz and two-tone blues and sentimental, colorful, classical, autobiographical, synchronous words whispered into the window. This time is 16-year-old Maya Angelou, a conductor for the On the Ground Railroad San Francisco streetcar. Yes, Dr. Angelo said it best, still like dust I'll rise, bringing the gifts ancestors gave before 400 years ago, much more than a slave we are, before the ocean brought boats to the coast, Cote d'Ivoire, before the land bought the folk stole the who we are before windows, before whispers, before words, before gibberish. Quit limiting Black history to four centuries. Start whispering into the window. Ignorance is temporal. Wisdom is infinity. And infinity is invisible will. You ride with me, never a question, it is essence. Introspection, expecting the will to ride alongside Mrs. Parks was correct when she said in that moment was the exact spot she was supposed to be sitting at will. You ride with me, Miss Jennings winning from the beginning stood tall on the backs of ancestral siblings who came before her. Now it is Lizzie who understands tall, for she is our earth on whom we stand tall. Will you ride with me? Dr. Maya believed that she shined light on those night roads in spite of black codes coached by Jim Crow when folks goal was to hurt her. An absurdity. We are observing phenomenal women who walk into a room just as cool as you please on their command, the fellows stand or fall down on their knees because the will of these queens is a hive of honeybees. It is written in a poem called Phenomenal Woman, literally a literary will. You ride with me, never a question for Harriet Tubman. When it came to saving slaves' lives, her train rides rode focused and free from within like these Kansas City streetcars. Have a transit app? Mama Moses, the map, would unload boats of cargo to go right back through the Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Less for the amusement and more for the movement, which led to liberty or death. Let's expect strong will to ride, even when the freight fretted the route ahead en route to the depot. General Tupman would open her soul to show the words whispered into the window. Then she would whisper into their ears. Fears ride too. Mm -hmm. 
but that's why we win though. The will is the constant, wasn't, wasn't an option, wasn't, isn't an option, wasn't, won't be an option, whispered into the window is will. You ride with me. Thank you. Woo. That is a ride. I will ride <laughs> with you. Right. I thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I am noting as you know, for the first listen, this beautiful play of um, like sort of power and play in language yeah. and yeah. Uh, sort of joy in shared struggle right. that comes across to these uh, tensions of things that people don't always think go together, like playfulness and powerfulness and yes. joyfulness and struggle is really evident to me when I hear you bring those words to life. Yes. Can you tell us the story of this poem? Where did it come from and how did it develop? Absolutely. Well, um, in Kansas City, that's where I am from. Well, that's where I live. I'm from Indianapolis, but um, we were celebrating Black culture during uh, February and the Kansas City Streetcar Authority um, gathered this beautiful artist tree where beautiful, wonderful fruit was growing and flourishing. I was among the artist tree. There were dancers, musicians, other poets. Um, our, our mayor was also on there, on the artist tree. And when I learned that this was streetcar, I immediately thought about, well, what does the streetcar have to do with movement? In fact, one of the things that streetcar says is it's art in the loop. And it's a vehicle not only to take people literally, but also a vehicle for progress. Mm -hmm. And um, so those things stuck with me. It, it was the communications director, Donna, and I really picked her brain about theme and goals. And she was so gracious to allow me, right? And so then I thought, who was on public transportation? Mm -hmm. And then I thought, of course, Rosa Parks, right? The rightful apple of our eye. Well, that apple didn't fall too far from the tree because there is a woman named Elizabeth Jennings Graham. So Rosa Parks was 1955, 1954. Elizabeth Jennings Graham was 1854. So there's a hundred years, right, mm -hmm. of a span. Elizabeth Jennings Graham was actually on the streetcar. And so then I'm like, okay, who else is on the streetcar, right? <laughs> so whenever I write, especially if, if, I, if I'm hired to write something, then I want to know about characters. Mm -hmm. What characters do I need to include? Right. Mm -hmm. And then so I found Rosa Parks, of course, Elizabeth Jennings Graham. But then I found that Dr. Maya Angelou literally was a streetcar conductor. I mean, Whoa. it was like, right. It was falling from the sky. I'm like, OK, I'll take that too. <laughs> right. And so um, so when I learned that, then I'm like, OK, if if um, Dr. Maya Angelou is the streetcar conductor for the on the ground railroad, mm -hmm. then we have to include one more, right? Indeed. Harriet Tubman, <laughs> underground railroad. And so these four women were, were the characters. And, and there's one other thing that 
I mentioned, it says stop limiting black history to four centuries, mm -hmm. right? Now, some people will hear that as 400 years. However, I would like to expand that thinking because at the beginning it says, arose a whisper into the window awakens to chasten the query, which is a question to say, this is not a question. It's not, will you ride with me? That's not a question. So it chastens that question while chasing the quarry, trying to get our, our hunt on, the distance traveled not by miles, but in minutes. This And this is the part I want to highlight. This momentum um, lessens the limits. This momentum, hang, hang on, let me, let me make sure that I'm not lying to you. Lessens the limits. Okay, um, lessens the limits for siblings living in infinite centuries. And so when it says, mm. stop limiting black history to four centuries, we have Rosa Parks, not in, of course, chronological order, Rosa Parks, Elizabeth Jennings Graham, right? Mm -hmm. Dr. Maya Angelou mm -hmm. and Harriet Tubman. These are the four centuries. Mm -hmm. And so even though even I am limiting this work to four centuries, I'm talking to myself because yeah. this work is much bigger than the four centuries that represent this poem. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yes, and, and so that's really where the, the work started with Kansas City Streetcar Authority finding these artists. And then I had the privilege of looking at what streetcar represents and um, exploding that moment. And then the last thing I'll say, so of course, we're celebrating who for this month? Women, Wait. right? And so I'm like, what I, month I don't am know I in? this is, but <laughs> when we look here, can you see that American uh, women on the move? Yes, I can. Yes, yes. The, the lighting wasn't favorable on, on that side, so I had to move over here. But we're celebrating women, right? And, right. and so this poem has leverage. Mm -hmm. Where will we be without women? Mm -hmm. Where will we be without these women, right? And, and, and so it has leverage. And I, I, I just had to continue this conversation with the poem I wrote for February, because we don't have to relegate Black history to one month. And we don't have to relegate women's history to one month, right? right. Um, because, yeah, so I'm going to stop because I'm going to. You yes, and I so are talking in March and <laughs> we would could say one more thing, right? Which is when we hear, when audiences uh, pick up this webinar, it will be April and we will be celebrating National Poetry Month, this huge crush of poetry for one month, but we would say that about poetry too. And where would we be yes. without poetry? And we don't have to limit it to this one month, so. And did you know that is also um, African-American Women's History Month in April? Brilliant, I did not, I should know that obviously. <laughs> so, I mean, it just continues. So yes, yes. Uh, this is a, that is a beautiful story about how this poem came to be and helped us probably to hear some of it differently. I'm wondering, Poet, if you would read an excerpt for us so that we can hear the words with this new story in our minds. Yes, and I'm going to start with the beginning where we hear Rosa mentioned. And if you look at the poem, it says, a Rosa whisper. Yes. Um, now, I, I like double entendre as a writer. I like homophones from the whole, all the types of them from the graphs to the nims. And, and I also, um, well, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are other things that I, <laughs> illusion. But so when we listen to this first word, listen closely to what I say, a Rosa whisper. Not a Rosa whisper, but whose whisper is it? A Rosa, Rosa. whisper into the window awakens. 
to chasten the query, while chasing the quarry, the distance traveled, not by miles, but in minutes. This momentum lessens the limits for siblings living in infinite centuries. July the 16th, illusion, Elizabeth Jennings, organist, teacher, worship leader, is one score and four years running on her way to Sunday service for God's sake. In this minute, Miss Jennings by faith breaks the color barrier. She Rosa Parks herself on the streetcar next to nascent words whispered, where in the window, where in the fifth row, where on the Metro, where Montgomery, who? That's Rosa Parks. Ooh. Right? Yes. And so if I go back one score in four years, where is that from? Well, we can think of Abraham Lincoln and we can think of Dr. King. I stole that from them. That's not mine. I was like, okay, these guys said this, so I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yes, yes. And, and there's, there's illusion. And so I'll share one more little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so Montgomery, will you ride with me? This quote grows hope evergreen and persistence climbs high like ivy's flowers tower, ivory towers with one goal, courage. I really like that line because evergreen is forever, right? Right. In infinite. Right. It transcends everything. Right. And so, so to this legacy, right? Mm -hmm. And so to courage. That's what we remember about people. Right. And right. courage to what? The last last part I'll share, because I have to include Dr. Maya Angelou in this reread. <laughs> courage to drive initiative. She is time. Her arrival is destined to revive this whisper because time writes wrongs with an editing pencil. Thus time writes songs and poems and performs. I mean, they're, they're, I'm gonna stop right there, right? Because that's what, Dr. Maya Angelou did. Exactly. <laughs> so much fun and power in this language play. Yes. She Rosa yes. Parks herself is it, yes. it just exquisite fun. And, and you know what? I, I love, like I said, homophones and, and the whole group, but parks, what do kids do at a park? They play. Yeah, it, right. And so that's another reason why I love that section because there was no play when she was sitting in that fifth row. She was where she was supposed to be. Right. And, and that's another part in the, in the work. Can I jump to that really quickly? Yes. The, the where Rosa was supposed to be. Yes. Um, it says, Rosa Parks was correct. When she sat in that moment was the exact spot she was supposed to be sitting at will. Now, a lot of people think that she was sitting in the wrong spot and she was asked to move. The story behind it is um, the, the African-Americans could sit in the fifth row. That was the first row for African-Americans. It was, the, the, the Metro was too full. So they had to make another row for our European-American siblings. And so she was supposed to move back out of her row where she was supposed to be sitting to the next row, the mm -hmm. second row. And she was like, not today, not mm -hmm. today. So she was correct when she sat in that moment, which is another double entendre because that moment 
was really an awakening for so many things. The Montgomery bus boycott, right. and 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 it, it allows for tenacious, silent courage that doesn't necessarily take place on the bus. It can take place in the classroom. It can take place in a mirror, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and 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 it starts with the whisper, like will the will, determination. Will you ride with me? So yes, okay. Yeah, I, I, I there's multiple levels of will in there yes. also. Amazing. So, um, poet, one of the things we're doing with the show is asking poets to think about their craft and what a an aspiring poet might learn from the way you've put this poem together. So um, I'm wondering what you could tell us about the craft of poetry as we can see it in this poem. And I, I actually could start to name a million things that I saw. Oh so oh I know goodness. it's rich. I know it's a rich teaching text, but what would you point an, an aspiring poet to notice and pay attention to? Well, first I have to mention the word craft. Let's just think about that one word. Aircraft, a boat is a craft, right? A fox can use craft. <laughs> right in a sly way right and writers use craft mm. i mean it's arts and crafts that one word that one word opens the door to a whole new world of windows and doors and ways to communicate with people right mm. so when we think of craft i go with devices i look in my toolbox and i just pull out the first devices that speak to my now right sound devices and figurative language devices. Mm-hmm. And then I think about the emotion for the moment. Mm-hmm. What is it that I want to do? I, I was very intentional for that poem, not speaking to, the sh- not highlighting the struggle of African-Americans as victims, right? Yes. I wanted to highlight these women as, 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 as leaders. Yes. There's a part where um, uh, it talks about Harriet Tubman and she was afraid whenever she picked up passengers. And there's a part where it says, fear rides too, but that's why we win though, right? That's why we win though. But it's really, if we look at the spelling is that's why we win though. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to be intentional about that emotion. So, and, and then the next thing are the characters, the action, the resolution, and then the setting. Mm. Whenever I'm writing, I generally find how I could use these things. And if I can't, then I, I just move them out of the way. But devices, emotion, characters, action, resolution, and setting. That's how I start. And in this piece, um, I tried to stick with the A so that that way we can kind of have a mnemonic, right? <laughs> Illusion, anaphora, and alliteration. Mm. Those three A's would get you all A's. <laughs> You're number one in the class. <laughs> um, so when we think about illusion, obviously we've talked about that. We have the four greats, right? right. We have Rosa Parks, and I'm going to do it in order, right? Okay. We're going to start with Harriet Tubman, Elizabeth Jennings Graham, I'm going to actually say Rosa Parks because she's older than Dr. Maya Angelou mm-hmm. and then Dr. Maya Angelou. We have, we have those women as um, the illusion. 
And then we have anaphora. Uh, I'm gonna go back to a section that says, which we'll note if, if you think about craft, just like a, 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 an aircraft or a boat, they have commonalities. And so there's a, a melange, a mixture of things, right? Mm -hmm. And so you'll hear a mixture, you'll hear illusion in this. Um, let's see, you will hear, you'll hear all three of these things in this section I'm going to share. All right, let's see if you can point them out. Okay. All right, here we go. Yes, Dr. Angelo said it best, still like dust I'll rise, bringing the gifts ancestors gave before 400 years ago, much more than a slave we are, before the ocean bought boats to the coast, Cote d'Ivoire, before the land bought folks stole the who we are, before windows, before whispers, before words, before gibberish. That's where I'm gonna stop. So, I mean, where is the anaphora? Before, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Where is the illusion? There's a new illusion that I didn't mention, still like dust, I'll rise, bringing the yes. gifts ancestors gave, right? I stole that. That's Dr. <laughs> Maya Angelou. I'll right. put it in quotes though. If you read the poem, you'll see, okay? All right, because I, I, I've got to bow down to her, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and of course it says Dr. Angelou um, and Côte d'Ivoire, which is the um, Ivory Coast, is French, mais je parle français. I have to use those things because, you know, I speak French and so I got included. Um, but uh, so we have illusion, we have anaphora, and then alliteration, windows, whispers, words. <laughs> I mean, and it's throughout. So Coast, Côte d'Ivoire, um, brought boats um, before brought boats. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that section includes all three components of the, 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 the vices that I was intentional about incorporating. And the last thing I'll say to, to uh, writers in general, <clears throat> one, when you play with alliteration, and even if let, let's say that you played with form, sometimes I'll put in a haiku in a stanza or a limerick mm. in a stanza, because that changes the mood, mm. right? The tempo, the rhythm, the feeling, and then you shift it again. That way we um, are getting back to uh, another opportunity to experience the words in a different way. So, yes. Amazing. This poem is so rich. I would just like to ask you one follow-up question, poet, about um, this craft. Absolutely. Um, does it all just come out in the first draft with all of this stuff? I can see the numbers of times that I had to revise this. Ironically, this piece is, I wanna say I had 10 days to do this. Whoa. Um, because they called us February, maybe less than that, like 10 days to memorize it. So let alone write it. And so they called us, February had already started and we wanted to start filming. Um, I think it was the 19th, 26th or something like that. But anyway, it starts with, just like I said, a list. Oh. Whenever I'm on a time crunch, 
whenever writers are on a time crunch, it's best to organize your ideas, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what genre, outline that get in the car, right, mm-hmm. vehicle, the car, yes. get in the car, craft, um, that's my outline. And so I know that I need to use sound and images, my devices. And I know that I want to speak to emotion, right? So if I can identify those, then that encourages other craft like structure. I didn't mention structure, but remember I, I uh, alluded to um, limericks and haiku, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so from there, I start to play with it. Um, kind of taking a sidetrack, something else syllables, right? Mm-hmm. If you play with syllables, then that can play with, that, that can encourage your rhythm, right? So you may not use form, but you just may match the syllables, like one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. The thing, that, as far as the syllables, the thing that comes to mind um, is chastens the query, chasing the quarry. Right. So those two um, have the same amount of syllables, so they feel good together, like mm-hmm. fraternal twins. Um, and, and those happen in the revision process. So you identify your devices and then you figure out how you can strengthen them to highlight them. Right. Nice. Yes. I'm going to just open and close the door in this room. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no uh, they were nicely trying to bring me some food, but... <laughs> that's a little sorry that's a little side listeners but um, the thing is I mean if you think about it though I mean writers have to eat they have to eat I, right? I didn't mention that part because <laughs> I, I was eating along the way that, that was most important. were you when you only had 10 days <laughs> <laughs> so yes please eat my sister <laughs> um that is lovely and I think gives people a lot. I also just want to come back to this. You've created this powerful, uh, historically rich, uh, forward-looking, future-looking piece of writing. And that word I feel like you've used the most to describe how it's done is play. Uh, It seems like you have played a lot along the way to build a thing and I think we don't I mean speak for my former self say enough about joyful play when we teach writers and Mm -hmm. I think this is a lovely lesson to share yes absolutely so now that we've heard you talk about all of these pieces would you mind once again reading a segment for us so that we can listen with our attuned ears for that. Absolutely. And uh, I'm going to close with um, Harriet Tubman because she actually started the party, if you really think about it. While she and Elizabeth Jennings Graham were in the same time, um, they were in different worlds. Um, The, uh, oh, so side skip, if you go to my website, I've put links so you can click and you can learn about the history um, within the poem because there's so much. But I wanna start with in, in this last segment, um, Harriet Tubman, um, because she's really the conductor who connected 
she's the vehicle that connected it all. Uh, all right, so I'll start here. <clears throat> Will, you ride with me was never a question for Harriet Tubman. When it came to saving slaves' lives, her train rides rode focused and free from within, like these Kansas City streetcars have a transit app, Mama Moses, the map, would unload boats of cargo to go right back through the Alleghenies of Pennsylvania, less for the amusement and more for the movement which led to liberty or death. Let's expect strong will to ride, even when the freight fretted the road ahead en route to the depot. General Tubman would open her soul to show the words whispered into the window. Then she would whisper into their ears. Fears ride too. Mm -hmm. But that's why we win though. The will is the constant, wasn't, wasn't an option. Wasn't, isn't an option. Wasn't, won't be an option. Whispered into the window is will. You ride with me. That is that. Is that. that is that <laughs> indeed. Ooh, thank you so much for sharing this with us. Absolutely. Uh, this is the part of the show where we ask people to give it a go. So would you, poet, um, offer us a provocation or invitation or yes. assignment? <laughs> yes. I, um, fellow writers, I invite you to play. Nice. That's what I invite you to do. Nice. <laughs> I invite you to play. So I want you to get in the car, get in the car and play. What's in your toolbox? Simile metaphor? Third graders, I know you know what a simile is. <laughs> Bring that bad boy out. Personification? <laughs> Fifth graders, I know you know what personification is. Pull it out. <laughs> Anaphora, I know you guys are reading the I, I Have a Dream speech. Ninth graders, pull that bad boy out. In 12th grade, illusion, find some illusion, right? That can connect to your audience. First thing that I suggest always, devices, find emotion, and then a fitting character, um, action, resolution, and then setting. Make a list. Mm -hmm. After that, continue to play. One of the things that I love to do, um, when you think about homophones, a cool uh, activity could be to give an image or a text. So it can be a video text, it can be a picture text, it can be a written text, a poem, any genre, right? And then provide a list of homophones, right? And then let the students pick two to five groups. Some students may need to pick more, but hey, it's up to you and your students. And after that, give them room to play. Let them write a stanza. A stanza. How long is a stanza? <laughs> 25 lines? There's nothing wrong with a 25-line stanza. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a two-line stanza, right? Yeah. So give them room to play. Um, that, is, that is what I, I invite you, fellow writers, to do. Play. Brilliant. Poet, 
it has been a joy to play and hear the powerful outcomes of that play with you today. So thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you for having me. And I want to thank listeners or watchers who are experiencing this webinar. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. And um, if you have, and you are not yet familiar with the National Writing Project, we are glad that you joined us here today. And we would love to have you with us again. So go to our website, nwp.org, and sign up for our monthly newsletter so you never miss any opportunities like this one, because really, you wouldn't have wanted to miss this. <laughs> <laughs> and Poet, could you please share your website again? Because you have so many rich resources and this poem was such a delight. I'm sure people are going to want to see it again and spend some time in it. Absolutely. PoetTLSanders.com. And you'll go to Poet's Poems for Prose and it'll take you there. Excellent. Thank you, everyone. And have a great day. You're listening to NWP Radio, a production of the National Writing Project. NWP. NWP Radio.